Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of Vacant Wrestling Podcast. I am Tyler, and we are in the first week of the era of the Maharaja. And in this first week, I am joined by Tim, or Emil, and Owen. And guys, what's going on? What are your thoughts hey. on this week? SmackDown did it better. I'm just gonna say that now. SmackDown did it oh. way better. When don't when don't they? Oh, uh, yeah. there was a, there was a good week. There was like a, maybe a week before. I think it was before WrestleMania. Actually, no, I remember it. No, actually, no, I don't remember it. Great start. All right. They had all the old stars. It doesn't count. No, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Guys, so right, I think so. after Backlash, in my opinion, we are really feeling the effect of the Superstar Shakeup. And I don't know. I know. Last week, I was talking to Tim about how we didn't really see much of that, and how I wanted to see a lot of radical changes in the WWE. But I think starting this week, we they really are starting to really feel the changes and make the changes happen. Oh my God, dude! Freaking SmackDown. When when we get to SmackDown, comparing SmackDown's main event for Money in the Bank to Raw's main event for Extreme Rules, it's unridiculous how how shit um outnumbered Raw is with talent. SmackDown is SmackDown's talent on that on that main event Money in the Bank match is just ridiculous. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I disagree with that. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We got the Seth Rollins in there. We got yeah. Smoke. We got Reigns. We got Finn. How are we going to say that they're not bigger stars than Sammy? They are big stars, but you got Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Dolph Ziggler could put on good matches any with any opponent. You have AJ Styles, who is probably one of the best wrestlers in the WWE at this time. Kevin Owens and... My pick to win it all is Shinsuke Nakamura. I also have to say, too, um, for SmackDown, literally anyone in the match could win and have a reasonable case to do so. Besides maybe the exception of Ziggler, but I still think there could be a case, and I'll explain it in a little while. Versus Raw, where I only feel like there are two choices to win this match, and the uh, and one of the two choices, they're planning to save him for Mania. Well, yeah, we know, yeah, no, they are saving him for well, Mania. All right, let's look at it like this. We know Kevin Owens isn't going to win because he has a title right now. Same we don't know that. Didn't, didn't Miz win the case? Case? Oh, excuse me. Didn't Miz win the case <laughs> when he was United States champion, though? Rob Van Dam. Rob, did, yeah, Rob, I think, no. Rob Van Dam, I think, won it for Mr. Kennedy because Mr. Kennedy won the case and then Rob Van Dam was the champion. No, that was, uh, that was Edge. But RVD no. did win the case while he like he won the case and then he won the Intercontinental title and then he lost the title and then cashed in the briefcase later. At uh, ECW, when I stand. But yeah, like I'll get into it if like later on when we go into the actual build for the matches. But like literally for SmackDown, any of the six guys in the match could win. And with Raw, oh. I feel like a decent amount of guys could win, but like for storyline purposes, won't for what's best for what they want to tell story-wise. Especially because we're trying to build to um, a returning Braun to face Brock for the title at SummerSlam. I don't see anyone in that match really taking the L to Brock besides maybe one person, and I'll get to that later. Yeah. All right, so am I starting off with Raw? Yeah, go ahead. Kick off oh. Raw. Raw starts off with this in-ring package hyping up Extreme Rules, going through all the competitors, and it does this weird thing at the end where Kurt Angle, they have Kurt Angle talking in the promo, and then Bray, Bray Wyatt's um, 
weird transition cuts him off, and then Bray Wyatt comes out and does what I think is probably gonna probably one of his best promos he's done in a, probably a month or two, where he gets the crowd really into it, saying like things like "Stand up, stand up, I am the savior," and he's talking about how he's gonna feed the beast, meaning Brock Lesnar, when he's gonna beat all of the other opponents in the Extreme Rules match. Yeah, and then he. Oh, sorry, but like, yeah, I um, going off what you were saying about trying to get the crowd engaged. I totally felt the way the vibe I get from Bray Wyatt's gimmick is more of a cult leader and like someone who's trying to brainwash the audience to buy into what he's saying. And when he was saying things like "stand up" and like telling, like trying to convince the audience to believe what he's saying, it definitely accomplishes more. Unlike SmackDown when they were trying to go for that hocus pocus bullshit against Randy Orton, like. That yeah. that was awful, and I think I this isn't one of the only things in this this like brand extension in the new era that Raw has done better than SmackDown. One of the few. Yeah, Raw's done it better, and like even when Bray Wyatt first debuted, when he was when he was in that giant feud with Cena, when it was when they uh they had the steel before they had the steel cage match, they had um Bray Wyatt had the choir of kids singing. He's got the whole in his hands. <laughs> Then like this, when it all went dark and they came back up and all the kids had the the sheet mask and Bray Wyatt had one of the kids on his lap with the sheet mask on and he was just laughing in the chair rocking back and forth and I thought it was I thought that was like one of the best things I'd seen on Raw in recent time. Tim, we haven't heard you in a little bit. What are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, Bray Wyatt is unfortunately and. You, I think you both are going to hate my opinion on this. Is unfortunately a lost cause. They, no, 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 for I me, totally, Bray Wyatt. I totally see where you're coming from, dude. We've, how long has he been around now? Three years? Four years almost? He's been around oh, for a while now. Like he's not, um, like, he's not a new kid on the block. Five, and five years, I think. I think it was 2013 July. Uh, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. Are we talking Bray Wyatt or Husky Harris, though? They're the same guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. All right, <laughs> you're kidding, Tim. You don't. You didn't know that. No, I didn't. Come on, guys. No, no, no. Like, are you, how, how are you a smart if you're not? Don't know that, man. I did know that. I'm messing with both. Okay. Of you. I know. Okay. I'm messing with you. Uh, okay. I'm confused. I, I mean, <laughs> but all right, all right. So he's been. A, he's not a new kid on the block. We can't like. I can't buy into anything he does anymore because they've booked him so bad and inconsistently. They've, they have him. Yeah. They have him win a random match, and we're like, "All right, we're on. We're on to something here." And then we do stupid shit like the Undertaker feud, and then we get their ass kicked by The Rock. And um, and then they got hurt, and then, that pissed me off. Wait, let's not let's not let's not dismiss the fact that Eric Rowan faced The Rock at WrestleMania. Just throwing that I out hate, there. I I hate The Rock. I'm gonna say that right now, and then I hate The Rock. The Rock is not relevant right now. Bray Wyatt, however, should be relevant. Being the yeah, keyword. Bray Wyatt should be relevant. But the thing with Bray Wyatt to me is that the WWE has him at this point in his career where they could put him in a feud. And after the feud's done, he could either win or lose. They could just hit the reset button on him, 
and the crowd would still be into him as they as much as they were in the previous feud. But I have to I have to play devil's advocate and say, haven't they been doing that this whole time? And look where we are, where none of us are buying his character, or at least I, I mean I'm, I'm buying. I mean like I mean like I'm buying the cult leader character, but like I'm not I'm not ever giving him a shot to win anything unless I hear something. Resets, how many resets are we afforded? He finally he finally did something of use. He actually did what he said he was going to do, and he won the title. And then, and then we had him drop it belt. in a month. Yeah, it was a transition. And then we had him drop it in a month. And you know what's even more worse about that whole thing about that he won? He dropped it on Cena's sixteenth. So there's a there's a lot of problems with how he won the belt and then dropped it. So I can't take him seriously. I would he's great on the stick. He's one of he's the best in the company. I'll say that. I'll believe it. He's one of the best in the company on the stick. Yeah. True. I just can't believe any of it. Alright, so wishy-washy. Alright, so and then Roman Reigns then comes out and interrupts him, saying that this may be your world, but this is my yard. And then Bray Wyatt counteracts with him. I can't remember what he said. And then Kurt Angle comes out. Kurt Angle comes out and he does his normal, you know, we don't settle things with words, we settle it in the ring. And since you two are already in the ring, we're going to have ourselves a match starting right now. And then the ref comes out and then goes to commercial. And then when it comes back, uh, Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt have like a four-minute match, five-minute match before Samoa Joe comes out. And Samoa Joe comes out and he decides who he wants to beat up, Roman Reigns or Bray Wyatt. And he obviously beats up Roman Reigns, puts him in the Kokia clutch. Bray Wyatt then gets up, goes over to, I think, shake his hand or something. And then he puts Bray Wyatt in the Kokia clutch. Then Seth Rollins comes out. And Seth Rollins beats up uh, Samoa Joe with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins standing tall in the ring. Get Roman Reigns kind of giving him the stink eye-ish stink eye, and then it goes to commercial. When it comes back, Roman and Seth are arguing backstage, and Roman goes, I didn't need your help saving me. And Seth was, I wasn't saving you, I was trying to get to Joe. And then Kurt Angle comes back into play and says... Yeah, I know you guys are arguing, but at Extreme Rules, you guys are going to be opponents. Tonight, you guys are going to be partners when you take on uh, Bray Wyatt and Samoa Joe in a tag match. And then who comes into frame? Elias motherfucking Samson. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Comes into frame. Can I just, um, while, we're, while we're at this story with uh, Reigns and Rollins and the whole clusterfuck, uh, I have a couple things to add here. Um, for Reigns... Um, how how long are they gonna keep making him a heel without actually turning him? Because he is because he is literally acting like the biggest asshole in the entire WWE roster. Like literally, he gives Jinder Mahal like he a run for his money for the amount of heat, and even Kevin Owens at some point. I mean, like he ha- he's such a cocky dick. Like the point of a babyface is for people to relate to Roman, like to Roman Reigns. That's what they want to do. They want to like they WWE wants its fans to relate to Roman Reigns, but when they give him shit to say, and it's basically shitting all over everyone just because he took out the undertaker. Like I get that they wanted to put him over the undertaker, but like, and I, I get why they made him a, a douchebag during their feud, but the feud is over now and he should be respectful of the undertaker if they want to make him a face. And furthermore, um, it it just makes him look like the biggest asshole 
and they want the fans to cheer him so bad, but when they make him act like such a dick without officially turning him heel, it just makes it seem like they don't know what to do with Reigns at this point. Um, and off of the Reigns topic, um, and back to the fact of, fact of the entire clusterfuck, that's how I feel about this match. Um, I get why they wanted to make it a fatal five-way, because they didn't have everyone that they wanted, they didn't have the story that they wanted because of Strowman's injury and whatnot, but... The thing here is, there's. I feel like there's too many guys in this match that they want to push. Um, I get that it's a fatal five-way, and that they need to try and make everyone look like a viable threat. But you have four guys fighting of the five in a tag match in the main event and feuding in the beginning segment. And then you have Finn Balor, who, yes, he had a segment with Paul Heyman, but like it was kind of pointless to an extent. It would have made more sense, in my opinion, if they had Balor in the opening segment, even if they didn't put him in the tag match, and they had Heyman come out and just shit all over everybody. Because it just makes it seem like they already want Balor to win the match. And maybe they're not. Maybe they're trying to swerve us with this. But I feel like this build has been so awkward so far, even though it is an intriguing matchup to see. And we don't... Like, some of... Like, they make it really good to say, like, for people who don't follow dirt sheets and stuff to, like not tell them who's going to win the match. But I don't know. I just feel like they're either making it terribly obvious with Balor or they're trying to, like, throw us off and have someone else win or they just don't know what the fuck to do. I'm going to go with the latter. They probably don't know what the fuck they're doing and they're probably going by the seat of their pants. Uh, yeah, they're good. This this is a good segue uh, because we can we can transition with Balor and we can also talk about that main event. So we had a holla holla tag team match player. That that's that happened and, later in the night. <laughs> well, why can't we connect all of it since it's all part of the story? That's fine. All right, with me. then if we're gonna do, yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> all right, we we had a holla holla tag team match. And holla holla player. Oh man, with the it man, was a decent tag team with match. the man who went one on one with the Undertaker. The Undertaker and. <laughs> Let's talk about how the man went one-on-one with The Undertaker and was getting beat up for half that match. What? Finally! What is this? Because here's why. This? Here's why. Uh, here's why. Are we talking about Bray Wyatt or Roman Reigns? Oh, here's why. The whole thing with Roman Reigns, the reason why I like a lot of people like me hate him, A, because he never really faced a struggle other than maybe getting his ribs broken by Braun Strowman. I mean, to, to so counter like, that, though, um, Ryback didn't have much of a struggle either. He he was shot right to main event, and we loved him. Yeah, no one... Like they were, I know, I didn't like, fucking love him. I mean, Ooh. I liked Ryback, and there were a lot of fans that did. I don't like Ryback anymore, but... I, I, I mean, I can't stand him now, but when he was being pushed, I kind of liked the whole gimmick, and I think it fit him well. I just don't... I mean, I just don't. I just think that they did it almost. They did it differently, obviously, with Ryback than with Roman. They just dropped the ball on Ryback's push, whereas Roman got the monster push that they wanted to give Ryback at one point. Yeah. Um. My thing is here. Roman Reigns does a fan is doing a fantastic job, not as a face, but he's doing a fantastic job when he's on the mic and when he's in between bells. When he's doing segments, like 
Like, technically, he wasn't the face, because he looked like a dick when he was beating up Braun Strowman. I'm Yeah, I was thinking the same yeah. thing, dude. I was like, I was like, how is this your biggest face? Yeah, I was like, are they really? I was like, okay. Like, do they just fail? Do they just, like, fail the double turn, or are they just really not sure what they want to do with this? Because, like, Reigns kicked the shit out of fucking Strowman and, like, destroyed his elbow. That makes him, he was a massive dick, but, like, it was still a good segment. And here's the thing, <laughs> and pe- oh, and people like you who do not like Reigns, y'all are the loudest people in those arenas, and y'all only get that loud when he's on screen. No, it's not true. I'm I'm trying to think. I remember I'm, the time. I'm not hearing. I'm I'm the crowds. I mean, some of these crowds are better than others. Uh, but like, and here's my here's my favorite example: the Postmania crowd. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all like to cheer for a lot of things. The fuck you, Roman. He didn't Shut even the fuck talk. Up. He couldn't but even like say this, anything like, for ten minutes. The, y'all hated him so much, and you gave him the loudest reaction. You're because sick. here and here's why, uh, Vince McMahon that Raw after Mania knew what to do. He told he sent Roman out there and just let him eat up the crowd and give him as much heat. Because the thing is, with Roman. He's good with the younger kids, and what Vince is looking for is a next top merchandise set, uh, s- seller. And I think he's—I think he either is, or he might be close to beating John Cena. I definitely think he might be. I definitely think he is. I think in the top right now are Cena, New Day, and Reigns. Reigns, I think Reigns out. Num- I think Reigns beats the New Day. Oh yeah, any, yeah. Any I just don't know if Cena beats either of them now because Cena's really haven't hasn't been as active. And I know I'm starting to like John Cena more that he's taking more of a passive role and not regular uh, appearances. Regular, regular Super Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he actually looks human now that he's like moved on from wrestling permanently and is going on to do more professional things and like acting and uh, hosting different things and more of the publicity person. Yeah. He he's the Rock, but that's besides the point. We're not talking about Cena. We're talking about Reigns. Reigns is fantastic. I'm sorry. I'm really digging what he's doing between belts. When he's getting his ass kicked in tag team matches, this is a problem. <laughs> because if you're trying no, to... No, it's not really a problem. Go ahead. It's not really a problem because to me, he needs to face a struggle. And like that struggle is not... It, it's good momentum because if, if he builds off that struggle into extreme rules, they'll probably... It'll, I don't think it'll have him coming out on top, but it'll have a lot of people thinking that he will. I, I feel Reigns is in the same position that Brock was a few years ago. They both beat down a pretty old Taker. So, and like Taker didn't get much offense in either one of their matches. Uh, well, the him. first match, the first match, well, actually, the first match with Brock, Taker got, got concussed. He, yeah, and then, he got concussed. And then the, but, and the match with Reigns, he was, he needed a match with Reigns, he needed a full hip replacement surgery, and he was putting it off. He, yeah. But, so, like, I get it, but at the same time, it is, like, there is a mythical, mystical part to The Undertaker that, like, can't be explained, and, yeah, and so, he should be in the same category as, Rain- as Lesnar, he should be ripping through that roster right now, <laughs> and that wouldn't work well as your top babyface, which is why they're having Here's my problem, and I'm gonna... With his... I'm gonna... Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna say this, I... I'm going to disagree with you, and here's why. The week, I think it was the second week or the first week after fucking 
Braun and Roman fought, he had that taped up shoulder. He fought Finn. Roman fought Finn Balor, and Roman literally drove his separated shoulder. And you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes here. He drove his separated shoulder into the ring post. I'm sorry, but if that was anyone else, that match would have ended a minute after that spot happened with the person hitting their finisher. But since it's Super Roman, he gets to fight the rest of the match and then beat Finn Balor, which to me was annoying. I also feel like it's just... I also feel like, though... um, I, I don't know. I, I kind of got a bad taste in my mouth from Roman winning that match against Balor, especially if they want to have him challenge Brock. Because that's what I think they're going with. That's my personal opinion. But, I mean... I think so, too. And this is where we can talk about that Paul Heyman promo. Did anyone else like notice how Paul Heyman wouldn't say anything bad about Finn Balor? Yeah, he was kissing his ass a lot. Was I don't know if he was kissing his ass, but he was because he was still like wary. Like he kind of like thought he should say something, but well, didn't I, want to. I mean, for Paul Heyman standards, for for Paul Heyman standards, he was kissing he was kissing Bauer's ass for his standards because usually he doesn't do any of that. Um, I really enjoyed this promo. Um, I don't know. I, I just I, I with that promo. That was one of the other promos on. Uh, that was one of the, probably the other best things about Raw was that Paul Heyman promo. Yeah, where he like where he called um, everyone besides Finn Balor victims of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that was so funny says, though. I was laughing so hard at that because like he would find every reason in the book to just be like victim, and it was just really it was really funny. Like, yeah, Heyman just and, knows his character and he knows what to do. He's one of the best talkers in the business. That that's I that's not not a, not even a statement that could be argued with. He's one of the best talkers in the business. I'm just worried that they're gonna feed Brock. They're gonna feed Finn Balor to Brock Lesnar. Well, that's exactly what they're um, gonna do. That's exactly what they're gonna I don't, do. I'm not I'm not happy with that. They could feed Joe to him, or they could feed to me. No. They could feed Seth. They could feed Seth to Brock Lesnar. Seth won't lose anything. Yeah. At this they point, at this point, what I'm thinking too is. Um, even if Roman does win this fatal five way, he could get fed to Brock so bad. Like Brock could beat his ass at the level he beat Cena's ass, because it's two That'd guys. Be funny. And then Roman comes back for the redemption story. That would be a good story if they make Roman's well, character better and they have him go through the struggle of having to fight Brock Lesnar and have to train to beat him. They could make it work. I would be really impressed if they actually did that because that's some long term story building that WWE hasn't done in a long time. And they might, they probably could do that because they're they're gonna they're letting this whole thing blow off at WrestleMania 34 with Lesnar dropping the belt to Roman, and Brock is supposed to face, I think Braun at SummerSlam, so I wouldn't put it against them to if they're gonna do that. Yeah, I totally feel um. I don't know. I, I I know I have a feeling they're gonna go with Braun and Brock at SummerSlam, but um, yeah. I don't know if they're gonna do. I have a feeling. I have a feeling if they don't do the um, the Balor route, they might go that route with Reigns just because they don't know what to do. But you're right. They also could do the Seth route. Um, what you were saying too. What they could feed. They could feed Seth. I don't know if that's a good idea, but they could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's not forget that we're going we're going into a 
we're going into a secondary pay-per-view, Great Balls of Fire. So tech, so really, like, we, we shouldn't be blowing off big potential matches like Finn. But technically, and, this, and is, especially the, not Joe. this is technically like, like the blow-off pay-per-view before SummerSlam. So they might want to push this more than a secondary pay-per-view, but not as much as a big four. I'm st- I still oh, think I'm going to... We shouldn't be we shouldn't be throwing Joe on a secondary pay per view. That as to Brock, that's just nonsense. That that could be mania quality, in my opinion. I I wish. And face Joe, Joe would be absolute money. And no, I think I think like uh, Hitman Joe looks is so much better to me. Oh no, I'm not saying but, to stop what he's doing now. I'm saying like down the road, once once they feel his act is tired and like done. They could always go for a face Joe. I think they could do that. Yeah. But, I mean, right now, you're right. What he's doing right now is absolute money, and he should keep it up. But I'm saying, like, long term, when it comes to a point where the character is starting to feel stale, that'd be a great way to go, or just to open up for some new feuds. Um, but, yeah, so back to Raw. Um, oh, and what happened after uh, the uh, whole Balor and Heyman segment? There's actually something else I wanted to talk about before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go for it. I'm not going to talk about the Cruiserweight matches because they were just... The Cruiserweight matches were basically stuff previews for 205 Live. I mean... There was... Um, oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say, I mean, Austin and uh, Aries and Neville are just going to fight at Extreme Rules. That's about it. Aries is going to... Yeah, that's... Aries will probably Aries win the title of, just so they can keep the feud going because it's the only yeah. decent combination of, in wrestlers that can feud on 205 Live right now, but... Um, yeah. yeah, so that's my that's my two cents on the cruiserweight division. Yep, and then so Sasha Banks was giving an interview, and there were two specific people that I'm going to talk about later in later on the in the whole thing, but there were two specific people that showed up in the background. Sasha Banks was talking about Noam Dar and his lovely girlfriend Alicia Fox. Yeah, Alicia Fox. Tim, your turn. That's the greatest thing ever. Tim, it's your also, turn. Say Alicia Fox. No, Alicia Fox. That's just so <laughs> That's our new tradition that's, every week. That's funny though. I think that's funny though. I think it's hilarious. And then after that, I after that was the Paul Heyman segment. And then after that was Well actually can um, I also have to say too, um, I love the fact that they're pushing Alicia Fox now because like I'm not saying it's gonna be a monster push. But at least they're acknowledging the fact that she can wrestle. Because for a while, she was just a pawn in a cruiserweight storyline where she couldn't wrestle. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I like the fact that now that they have their main feud for the women's division right now, they're starting to do what SmackDown uh, was doing for a while and having a secondary women's feud. And it definitely adds more value to the women's division. And, I'm, and Tim, I'm sure you appreciate that as well because I know you're a strong advocate for the women's division. I love the women's division. I don't like how they're getting two minute matches. Still, this is a problem. No, that's not true. Bailey and um, not not Bailey. Um, I think Alexa Bliss and Mickey James got Alexa Bliss got I think a total of five minutes. Yeah, but uh, still though, Alexa Bliss is Alexa Bliss is so good. Such a he's doing such a steal from NXT. What a steal, honestly. And no one, no, not even a steal because they didn't even know. No one knew. Well, that's what I'm saying. That was gonna it was such like a dark horse pick. I was like, why would they ever draft her? Like, Say, I mean, I could expect Naya, but when they picked Alexa Bliss, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Alexa Bliss is the best thing going in this company right now. It's dude. Incredible. I, I was yeah. gonna actually she talk digs, about she that. She takes your character. She's good on the sticks. 
And like, <laughs> yep, she's, that's she's, yeah. I I totally feel that. She's she's passable in the ring. She's not fantastic. She's not she's not passable. She's better than passable. Okay, she's better. She's, than, she's better than passable, but it's also because her character is so good, and she's so good at committing to her character. And she the facials, dude. The facials, the little things that wrestlers do that sell it for me are facials and like other like little mannerisms, like even Kevin Owens' interactions off, with fans and everything. Off, off mic, mic talking. Yes, it's the greatest thing. Yes, in pro wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. And Alexa Bliss does very good at that, and she does very well at portraying. How much of a bitch she's trying to be? Yes, dude. I was literally gonna say that she plays such and, a cold-hearted bitch so well. And, and when you look at the things that are like non-canon in WWE, like Lena, like the ride-along and shit, she's so nice. It's incredible how well she. Can yeah, play. dude. Listen to the Talk to Circle like, podcast was amazing. I feel like she was a bully in high school. She had to be. Nah, she. she um. She probably she just took notes from the, the bullies. She, was, she actually she talked about on the Talk to Jericho podcast. She said that when she was first starting to become a heel, uh, she had she was having anxiety attacks. So she's like, I couldn't be mean to people. And then as after a while, she got the hang of it. She started having more fun with it. You can tell she has fun with that gimmick. And oh that's, my that's, God, a, dude, have- that's why wrestling is such an art because when you're when you master your gimmick and you know how to how to work a crowd and work the gimmick. Dude, wrestling becomes an art at that level, and that's why I love wrestling. She's she's getting there. She can you can see her work everybody really well. Like the crowd tries to mess with her, and she's and she has absolutely none of it, and does a fantastic job of making her not only look smart, not getting the crowd back into it. And damn, I forgot. Damn, and she works the crowd so well. It's awesome. Yeah. I was thinking too, like makes the crowd look so stupid, and she gets heat on herself. Yes, I was also thinking too, like I was just thinking in my head, like I want to see Charlotte and Alexa face off, but they are both such strong heels that they never will. And not right now. So what's his name? Charlotte's. I mean, especially especially with the brand extension, but like I don't see a face Charlotte doing well. I think they're gonna turn her heel. I think. I think. In my opinion, I mean, we'll get to that with SmackDown, but long story short, I feel like she's going to turn on her allies eventually. But, yeah. Anyway. Poor Becky Lynch. Yeah, we'll get to that, though, because because yeah, we still have a lot from Raw to cover, whatever we want to cover. Um, yeah. So, I, will, I do want to talk about what you were saying, Owen, with I, the two people in the background in that interview segment with, with uh, Sasha and Alicia. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, it cuts to Big Cass backstage yelling at some officials who are over uh enzo amore and it turns out that enzo was jumped backstage by unknown uh perpetrators and uh kurt angle eventually comes in the shot and says that in uh uh says uh basically apologizing for the whole situation and big cast all he says to angle is you better find out who did this before i do and that was so good my my only thing about it is I was every I was like oh it probably could be big cast and then I found I found all I found a gif of the two people and all I have to do all I'm gonna do is say yeah dude fucking the revival yeah, yeah. in the background they're like looking like at the camera like oh shit they caught us yeah no like Scott Dawson looked at the camera and he, he wanted to be seen so they got to be doing something with it like it looks it was so like. 
if you weren't looking, if you were looking at other, anything other than Sasha Banks, which probably a lot of people weren't doing on this on the promo, that they could have saw it. And if they're gonna go with that, I don't know. Um, if I don't know, I can't remember the other guy's name. If his jaw is still wired shut, Dash Wilder. Dash Wilder. I, I think his jaw is still wired shut. But if if he heals up in time, that'll be a nice uh, blow off. That will until, be until. That will be a SummerSlam match, I think. Maybe a kickoff match pre-show. or something. Pre-show, yeah. Yeah, kickoff it, for sure. It's yeah. going to be a pre-show match until Dash Wilder says that he did it for Triple H. I have a and feeling... And then turns out Triple H did it. I have a feeling that SummerSlam is going to be a stacked show because this brand extension and the level of talent on both rosters now. Because there are times where we're on and off saying that there's not enough talent on these rosters, but I have to say, especially after seeing Smack the main events for better. both of these... Yeah, I will say that. But especially after seeing the main events of both of these pay-per-views coming up, like there's a lot to look forward to at SummerSlam because there's going to be a lot of matches like if they want to stick to the if they want to do one-on-one matches like they're do like they've been slated to do and just traditional tag and one-on-one, um they have a lot of matches they could do at SummerSlam. Um in in my head, I mean, uh you have Strowman and Lesnar, you have um it, it looks like Mahal's going to hold the WWE title for a long time because there's rumors that he's going to hold it even through the tour in India, which they're taking in at least September. So he may be champion up through September. Um, so Mahal, yeah. Mahal and I mean, I was thinking Mahal and Styles or Mahal and Zayn or Mahal and Cena. Um, you have, there's a rumor. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There's a rumor going around, and it's a company that from us from a news site that has been very patchy with their new with their information, saying that uh, Jinder Mahal is going to take it all the way to Ro- to Royal Rumble and lose it to Cena. But I I don't take that with a grain of salt. You know what uh, what sports you know what sports site has been actually getting a lot of news correct sports Kita. They've been doing. They got a lot of stuff, like a lot of uh, rumors going, rumors stuff, pretty well. To the fact that they even they they said that Jinder was gonna win. He found out the day of, and then Jinder Mahal two days later said that he wasn't. Fi- he didn't find out he was gonna win until the day of the show. Yeah, I mean, I love. I mean, my thoughts. I mean, if you listen to the last podcast, you definitely got it. But if you're listening to just episode two right now, um. I said last week that they wouldn't have pushed Jinder Mahal from nothing to stardom and had him lose in his big match. Um, they had a plan, and I and like I knew they had a plan, and uh, I, I can see why other people were fooled, but I mean, I just knew that there was something up because they they'd never do that with people who are like... they. He literally just was a jobber, and I was so surprised, even the fact that he lost... He was last eliminated in the Andre Battle Royal. I was shocked at that. Like, I was shocked yeah. that Mojo won first off. But the fact that he was second, I was like, what the fuck is up with this Battle Royal? Like, I didn't even watch it. Like, I want to know the pool of town in that Battle Royal if those were the last two. And then I saw the push Jeez. happening, and I was like, yeah. I mean, that was a little hint toward it, but I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't see them pushing him to the moon only to fail, especially with the whole thing about the Indian market and stuff, because they really are manipulating his promos. Like... They have him cutting heel promos, and then they have him cut face promos just for India. He's doing so well right now, and it's it's. I feel like it's almost no longer get the fuck off my TV heat, and it's actually heat because he was pulling in, and they started chanting USA. I the, 
he's he's doing well as a heel. He's not doing very well because it's very basic and it's overplayed and outdone. Well, I kind of I kind of have a way to Oh, sorry. I was going to say I kind of have a way to counter that argument later, but I kind of want to get back to Raw right now, but for sure we need to go back to this conversation as Jinder it being a credible heel because he really is. So, um anyway, uh do you wanna I want to talk about the Titus Okay, I, that's okay. what I want to Titus? talk about. Right, I ahead. want to talk about the Titus. You can talk about the Titus. Over, over, over. Go ahead and start Titus that off. I fuck with Titus O'Neil. I'm digging what he's doing. He's always been a great talker. He's trash in the ring. It, garbage. Disgustingly bad. I don't ever want to see him in the ring again. But if, if I can keep him on the sticks and have him doing some promos and being hilarious and being Titus O'Neil, I will take it. He wants that millions of dollars. He's getting that from Apollo Crews. I don't know why Apollo Crews lost to Kalisto. That was dumb. I actually watched that match. It was one of the only matches I watched because I wanted to see if he'd lose. Why isn't Kalisto in the Cruiserweight division? Why is Kalisto still in the company? No, he needs to be in the Cruiserweight division. Like, he could, yeah. be, a mar- he could be a marquee star in the Cruiserweight division. I can guarantee I you. really like his... I like the Rising Sun, the finisher. The Salida del Sol. So- Dude, that move is so good. It's one of my favorite moves. Like, honestly. I've, I've always known that move, and I just forgot what it, what it was called and who did it. And I've always been waiting to find it, and I never realized that it was Kalisto. But it was so good. But anyway. That's such a cool move. Yeah, I mean, I I'm with you on the Titus brand. Like, I'm so glad he put Kofi through the ladder with that thing. That was yeah. so cool. But, dude, I'm, a- I'm with you on the whole Titus brand thing. Like, Titus is a great uh, worker. He's a great publicity guy for the company. Like, he's one of those, like, underground guys that you don't think about is actually a huge guy. Like, he just did a, te- a TED Talk recently, and he does a lot of, um, like, Make-A-Wish stuff. And he does the reading challenge for WrestleMania every year. And he does a lot of father type things like parenting and like kid friendly stuff. Um, on the mouth. And he's not. Put you're right. On the mouth. Wait, what? What'd you guys say? Fucking. I said he kissed his son on the mouth. But... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. That was um, fucking weird. That was very weird. <laughs> but yeah. And he is trash in the ring. Like you said, Tim. But he is a good talker. And I could see him flourishing in a manager gimmick. And I think that one of the things that WWE hasn't capitalized on in a long time, and they capitalize it with one guy, and that's Brock, but they don't capitalize on, like, like managers that are just managers. Like, oh, Paul Heyman's not a manager. He's an advocate. He's an advocate. Well, they need more, quote-unquote, advocates in this company. Like, I think that Titus is a good one. I just don't know how long they're going to do the Titus brand because... As you saw on the past episode of Raw, they already have had some tension. That's why. They're that's why. Lose. What's that? They're having him lose. We could have a great thing going here. Yeah, exactly. They're blowing. They have a really it. good I mean, thing I'm going glad here. Let's they put. Have him lose. I mean, I'm all for putting over random guys like Kalisto and stuff, but like at the same time, at the expense of the Titus brand. Like, and put him Apollo in a squash. Put him in a squash against Axel. Like, who gives a fuck about Axel anymore? They need. They need to take the. If they're they gonna do it, if, if they're gonna do this. They need to take what? the Titus brand seriously. They need to change Apollo Crews, not have him as like a, I don't understand this, have him be like invested in it, change his theme, ha- and have it go in, and then possibly if Apollo Crews was going to do well, have him get, you know, the icy title from someone. And I, have- I, 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 See, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Like- I was going to say let's. We could we could even have him be as kind of how he is now, kind of kind of silly, but like nah, he's like I'm trying to make that money, but I want you to actually win. No, yeah, I, I like this. they That's hinted toward fine. that. They hinted if toward we, that in the promo, actually, like in, yeah, in the could, promo with uh, Kalisto. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. 
I'm so I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> if it if it worked and like we actually had him win, like we could push him to the ice. I don't ever want to see that in a main event, but like let's keep him in the IC title range. Let's keep him in there with Dean Ambrose. And I mean, fit. I mean, I could see him in the main event, but I don't know if that's going to happen eventually. Um, with this the gimmick, main though, event client. I mean, it is a gimmick. Like, let's just start by saying that Apollo Crews now could have a gimmick, guys. This is huge. Hey! <laughs> but I will say this. Um, I think the way that I'm thinking of this, and it made me lead to a certain thing that I'll get to, so I'll just lead you through my thought process. So um, we're talking about how it starts out as a goofy kind of thing. But I think eventually it's going to slowly start to click because I know even though Apollo did seem like he was still like, yeah, I'm just feeling my options open, like keep my options open, feeling things out. I feel like eventually it's going to all click. Um, I think they're trying to give it a shot. I think they're just trying to have it slowly build and not just be a thing. You know, Um, I see Sheamus and Cesaro written all over it, to be honest with you, Um, because it's a heel and a face together. And it starts out with, it's just the other way. Whereas Sheamus became a face originally in Sheamus and Cesaro, Apollo is going to become a heel in this uh, aspect. Um, And that's great, honestly. Uh, I think Apollo could be a a monster heel. Um, I just think he needs to change his moveset because he's a very athletic guy. He does a lot of uh, crowd-pleasing moves. I think either he could keep his moveset and act more as the way Neville acts with his moveset, with conserving it and using the crowd-pleasing stuff only when he can't put him away with everything else. Or he just, you know, a li- like uh, uses it as a tease. Like, he'll start to do something and be like, nah, I ain't doing that for you guys. Or, like, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I think eventually it's all going to click, and I think that eventually I could see um, Apollo just being a guy who's in it for the money and a guy who wears all the fancy suits and sunglasses and, and all this stuff, um, drives fancy cars, like that kind of deal. I could totally see that. Um, but yeah, I definitely was thinking Seamus and Cesaro when I was thinking of this uh, grouping. I think that right now they're just going to try and slowly build it to a point where eventually they're going to click and I think it might take off. But uh, I mean, that's wishful thinking in, in this company, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, what else happened? Um... You had Matt Hardy versus Seamus in a match to determine uh, the stipulation for Extreme Rules. Wonderful! Yeah, the Hardy Boys pick a pick a steel cage match. I heard that it was because Vince thought that there were too many ladder matches in a, in like recent time. Like he had the ladder match at WrestleMania, which they come back, and then they had the ladder match at uh, NXT Takeover, and then they had the ladder match at um. They're gonna have two ladder matches in Money in the Bank. Yeah, that's a good thought. Um, I'm kind of sick of the Hardys always going to ladder matches, too. Like, I know that that's their staple. But, like, when they won the match, I was literally like, oh, they're going to pick a ladder match. And when they picked a cage match, I was like, okay, I can go with that. I mean, it also serves for if they want to go with the broken gimmick at Extreme Rules, they don't have to be pinned. Sheamus and Cesaro can escape the cage and be a bunch of, like, be dicks. And then the Hardys can break. And there's something about the broken gimmick. I don't think... Well, it's it's a it's a long process, and it's gonna be. F- w- I guess WWE doesn't want to buy the gimmick. Yeah, that's I what think I'm. They're I'm waiting hearing. for Matt's acquire. Well, they're trying to not buy it, but they're also trying to get it from them. But TNA is or TNA is. Well, I'm sorry. Impact Wrestling is filled with a bunch of stubborn a holes. Um, 
yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of them at all. But I, I mean, I, I hear their program, their, uh, their programs are getting better. But honestly, they need to get over I the fact that they them. had broken hardies in their in their company, and they need to just realize that they treated them like ass, and that's why they left. Yeah. What? Wait, what? That's not what happened. They literally let them book their entire feud. No, after after Billy, um, after Dixie Carter sold the company to. Uh, I think it was Pop TV, and they put Jeff Jarrett and Dutchman Dutch Mantel in charge. The they waited to they waited too long for them to re- reset their contract. And when it came in, they said that they were going to get fifteen percent of all out of t- out, outside TNA merchandise sales, and that was a big thing for the Hardys. That's because that's how they made a lot of their money, and they got and they said no, we're not going to do it, and then they couldn't get a contract at the time, and that's why the Hardys jumped ship. Because because TNA tried to rip them off like they do with all of their talent, and that's why they leave. They have them at a certain rate, and then eventually they're like, "Well, we're too fucking broke to pay you," and they're like, "Well, I'm out," because they know that wrestling is a business. Which really, by the way, pisses me off that uh, El Patron keeps talking a bunch of shit because. Um, he says that wrestlers need to think like it's a business, but he's in a company right now that loses all their guys because they're too bro- they're too broke to pay them. Yeah. Wait, Tim. Right, guys, Tim I- wait, hang on, Tim. You were saying something really, really quietly. What were you What were you thinking? I said he's banging Paige. He don't care. <laughs> I mean, both. I mean, both of them. For some reason, shit keeps happening to both of them like i don't get why they they got cursed or something it's it's just i i want to talk about something let's talk about we we kind of we talked about alexa bliss but we didn't talk about alexa bliss's feud what about this thing with bailey okay i fucking hate main roster bailey i like i fucking hate main roster bailey it is it's so bad it is so bad so bad i i know you don't like bailey but i I like this idea of let's play with the idea that she's too nice. Okay, but she literally I, shit all over herself two weeks ago. Like, she was like, I know you're not going to care that I say this, but... And then she went on to say it. Like, really? You need to be convict, like have conviction in what you say to pose yourself as a threat. No one's going to buy into your act if you keep trash-talking yourself. And maybe that's what the writers are giving her, but the writers need to get their shit together and realize that this gimmick is not that at all. She's a nice yeah. girl. What that that's what she, that's the gimmick. She's a nice girl. But come on. Like I like don't get me wrong. I like the idea of the whole I like the idea of the extreme rules feud where it's like Bailey can't go extreme because they're really good building up to a payoff of Bailey just beating the shit out of her with a kendo stick. Will it be enough to beat Alexa? No. But um I think I think it's a really great thing. It's something to build to. Raw is doing a really good job building a story with their women's division. And SmackDown's trying, but they're thinking quantity over quality, whereas Raw is thinking quality over quantity. Because they've had their women's division be built around one feud, whereas SmackDown is right now, but for most of its existence, SmackDown's women's division is focused on two feuds or three even. Like, they, like for a while, they had Becky and Alexa, and they had Natalia and Nikki. Or they had Carmella and Nikki. Like, whatever, you know? Um, and those were both good, but not as good as Raw's, in my opinion. I think Raw has 
really good storytelling in their women's division. Whoever's writing the women's division stuff in, on Raw is really killing it. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, I I worked from five to two, so I'm probably I'm gonna get off so I can get some sleep. So I gotta work again tomorrow. All right, bro. Sounds good. All right, see ya. Later. No. Later. We're gonna finish this ourselves. Yeah, we're gonna finish this ourselves. It's down to it's down well, to two. We got SmackDown. We yeah. got SmackDown and Okay, I I, didn't, have... I didn't get to watch, so just go through well, I didn't watch in order, so just go through the segments. I know what happened, but I I I was I I skipped through. I can't watch these programs legitimately. Come on. Yeah, just... I feel it's getting it's getting rough. I mean it's the opening rough. promo was really nice. I mean the opening promo consists of Shane McMahon and Let's talk about this for a second, because I'm tired of having two face GMs. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's that's well, true too. I'm, I'm I'm getting a little annoyed at the heels not succeeding as much. This is the problem. This is a, we're not gonna build any fun, good faces if we don't have any good. Heels, okay, but like, so. but like, I just love how Kevin Owens just bullied him into getting into the Money in the Bank because it started with Shane McMahon announcing that the Money in the Bank participants will be Shinsuke Nakamura. Dolph Ziggler, um, wow, that that's great. Shinsuke, a- Shinsuke, AJ, and Baron Corbin. Yes, Shinsuke, AJ, Baron Corbin, Dolph, and um, Sammy. And Sami Zayn. Yes, exactly. Thank you. And then uh, uh, Owens came out and said he wanted in the match, and that's when Shane announced that Shinsuke will be the fifth man in the match. And then Kevin said, "Well, you're just you're just mad because you couldn't beat AJ." But I could, and I did. And so then, after he said it, Shane was like, well, fuck, you got me, and put him in the match. So we have uh, for Money in the Bank, the Money in the Bank ladder match with Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, um, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and the United States champion, Kevin Owens. And that is a stacked fucking match. That is going to be so good. I'm actually really intrigued, though, especially to see Shinsuke work in a ladder match. Because I haven't seen him work a gimmick match. Um, but I was kind of um, a little bit skeptical going in. But I'm actually really excited to see how he works in a gimmick match. I want to see him work in a match. Because right now, all he's doing is getting his ass kicked. Very true. Um, I want to see what, what he, I want. I, I, I mean, what is this? I've seen his one-on-one stuff in NXT, though, and it's good. But like, we haven't seen any true one-on-one main roster shit. Ugh. All right, um, I'm just gonna go on a li- go out on a limb now and say, even though that it's a stacked match, Baron's gonna win. Well, we heard. I think Owen earlier said that Shinsuke was gonna win, and I personally, I Baron would be nice. AJ would be too much. Kevin can't because he has a title. I mean, Kevin could, but I don't think he will. I think they're really trying to build up the significance of the U.S. title over on SmackDown. Um, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. So this is where I was going to talk about, um, how each of these guys have a chance of winning because you have Dolph Ziggler even. I'll start from there because we know he's not going to win, but if he did, he has, this is like one of his last chances to really break into the, into the upper tier of the roster. And if he wins, it'd be a great way to do that and give him a push and give him a championship he deserves. Regardless of his work, uh, like right now, he has done some amazing work. 
He just needs to find himself. So that's why I don't think he's going to win. But if he did, that would be what they were trying to go for, for that, in my opinion. Um, and then with Sammy, you have the ultimate underdog story. And I've, I've, I've read online, too, especially an article similar to what I'm doing, analyzing each, each um, competitor's chances and reasons for winning. Um, it just rem- it'd be a reminiscent of Daniel Bryan's victory, um, where like the underdog wins the money in the bank and cashes in and becomes the champion out of nowhere. And then you also have uh, Kevin Owens, who is money, money, oh, absolute money. And they need him in the main event, but they're really trying to build a mid card. So that's why he's not going to win. But yeah, that he would be killer in the main event as WWE champion, but they're not going to do that right yet. Um, Styles doesn't need it. Styles can probably, if they wanted Styles to be to go into the WWE Championship picture, they don't need to give him a briefcase to make it justified. He just needs to show up and find his way in. Um, uh, who else? Shinsuke. Shinsuke is probably my dark horse, like my second choice to win, um, because Shinsuke has monster potential on the main roster, and if he gets a monster push and gets pushed to superstardom, like. He belongs on top. Like, he belongs at the top of the roster. Um, I just don't think they're going to do that yet because they I'm sure they want to keep Shinsuke and Styles separate. So I think that they're going to have Shinsuke for a while just outside of the championship picture. And if they have Styles go back to the championship picture, they don't have to worry about him clashing with Shinsuke. Also, especially right now, I don't know who would be the heel in that feud. Probably Styles, but I don't know if they would need it. But if they wanted it, it would probably, probably be Styles, and I don't want to see a heel Styles right away again because we just had that for a while. Um, and then Baron Corbin. Uh, WWE has been super high on Baron Corbin. He's really hot, and he's losing a lot lately. And <laughs> I know it sounds really bad to say that he's going to win because he's lost a lot lately, but they usually do that. Like, they usually have them lose a lot to other guys to sell the other guys because they come out of nowhere and win the case. And that's the whole point of the case is to sh- the shock value of it all. And they've been talking about pushing Baron Corbin to the moon this year because after last year, as a, like him building up as a star on SmackDown's roster after the brand extension, they're really trying to ride on the momentum that he has and the potential. He could really handle himself well if he became the champion. And his gimmick is great. He's just a dick. Like, that is his gimmick. He is a dick. He's not there to wrestle. He's there to beat people up and make money. And it's great. Um, so that's my case for why Baron should win. But I could see why Shinsuke could win or even any of the other four guys in the match. Like, that's what I love about this. The only thing I'm worried about now, though, is because it's such a stacked match, who else are they going to have wrestle on the card? I mean, I could see them making the WWE title match longer as well as the ladder match longer to f- make up for that time. But they're still going to need... I'm assuming they're going to do Rowan Harper again. And I'm assuming they're going to do a tag match with the welcoming committee and uh, Becky and Charlotte. Because I don't think Becky or Charlotte is going to become number one contender next week. Speaking of which, they're gonna, they announced a uh, fatal five-way number one contenders match for the SmackDown Women's that, title for next week. Um, no, uh, that number one contender faces Naomi at Money in the Bank. Right. So... Yeah, so there I don't gonna, I don't think that Becky is. and Charlotte are going to win. I think it's going to be, uh, personally, it's going to be someone from the welcoming committee, but I think it'll be Natalia. So it'll be Natalia and Tamina. Naomi. Oh, I mean, Tamina and Naomi works as well, but I, I, I was thinking Natalia, but I mean, I was thinking Tamina as my second choice. Um, and then they could do a tag match with the other four girls 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just the one thing. I'm just worried about the quality of the rest of the card. I don't disagree with anything you just said. <laughs> you literally just pretty much, I could regurgitate what you just said word for word. I'd like to see, I'd love to see Kevin Owens win, but like you said, they're probably trying, they're trying to boost the mid card and he's fantastic where he is right now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, AJ doesn't need it. There really is only about one option for this match, and it really is Baron Corbin. And, you know, that's... They've slowly built him up. They want a monster to push him. They like him. He has massive heat. I enjoy him as a heel. Uh, He lost to Sami Zayn, which just shouldn't happen because nobody should lose to Sami Zayn, even though I think Sami Zayn's incredible. Ah. Yeah. But the point of of having... I disagree with anything. (laughs) But the point of having him lose is so he comes out of nowhere and wins, and that's kind of what they did with Miz as well. Because I'm pretty sure when he first won Money in the Bank, did, I'm, I, didn't he? Was I? Am I wrong, or did he just come out of the feud with oh, Cena? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he got his ass kicked in that feud, but he yeah. proved himself, and then he won the case. Wait. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's yep. correct. Yeah, and then oh, that's. Yeah, I'm I'm I killing it. We had Cena lose. We should have had. Oh, nah. I mean, I, I like the idea. It, it's gonna get everyone over. If they have Sammy lose every match, no one's gonna think Sammy's gonna win the case. But then again, that could be a great way to have him win. But I don't think that's the direction they want to go into. Also, because we know, also we know he's not gonna slow build into a title because he gets his ass kicked. So let's just let's give him his one title and let's let's get on. Let's get 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 it out of the way. Let's let's give him the Daniel Bryan push and then push him back down. Get it out of the yeah. Let's get it out of the way. Yeah, out of there. Um, so yeah, um, Tim, what's the next segment that you can recall off the top of your head? I want to talk about this tag team division. <laughs> this is what I want. I'm not doing anything in order today because I don't feel like it. I mean, I don't think we should, honestly. <laughs> I want to talk about this this SmackDown tag team titles. <laughs> I I immediately when I when I saw Tyler Breeze and Fandango come on my screen, I hit play and watched the entire thing as it happened. It's a, for the actual matches because I just didn't feel like it because it's TV matches. They don't really matter anyway, which is unfortunate. Uh, they're, they're, the fashion files are some of the greatest things on, on in the company right now. Absolutely. It's, it's, I, I'm very happy with the fashion files. Nothing about that should be over. Nothing about that should be title worthy. And it is. We saw Tyler Breeze get a roll up with a squirt gun. I can't. That's I can't get over that. That's a W. We saw Fandango get a W with a wig. That's a W. Uh, I'm so mad they lost, but I'm so glad we're saving it because the crowd is really into it and the crowd is ready for when it does happen. <clears throat> I think it'll probably happen Money in the Bank, or maybe they'll even save it till SummerSlam. Because the sad March thing is, they never planned for this. They didn't plan for that. Oh, they no, planned. This is. The thing is, they this plan to have New Day good. come back and win the titles. Like, I can guarantee that's what you're thinking. Like, you, you're probably thinking the same thing. Like, they wanted New Day to come back and win the titles. Like, I, I can guarantee you that's what they wanted. But I don't know if they, I don't know if they can do it now. I don't know if they can even disregard Brizongo at this point because they've won everyone over. They can't. I, like, I watched that SmackDown crowd and they were on their feet. They were one, two, the, ah, oh! they got. Dang, that's a lot of thunder. Like even if it is, even if it is for um like 
even if they do make it a triple threat tag feud, like, I don't know. Uh, um, another thing I was thinking, uh, if you saw the Talking Smack segment after uh, SmackDown and they had New Day talk, they kind of talked about American Alpha and, like, it was cool because, like, I was thinking of a story in my head where the New Day is like, don't stay sleep on American Alpha. And they're, like, here and they, like, have mad respect for American Alpha. But, like, what if American Alpha would have tur- come back and turn heel on the New Day? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, they're good. They're both good face teams, but I think that American Alpha could be a great heel team. They could be. They're technical wrestlers. All they have to do is just be like, we're better than everyone. And for the love of God, what are we doing with Kurt Angle on Raw when these guys are on SmackDown? What is this? I know. And they could have had Shelton on SmackDown, too. But for some reason, Shelton's not coming to SmackDown, either. Shelton's not coming to the company, but... What a loss, yeah, dude! Not- that's such a that's such a loss. Shelton would have been cares, we, great. Nah, we got good things. We got good things going. We do. We got the fashion files. So, <laughs> like the fashion police. But yeah, um, I actually awesome. I actually liked the build, and it was logical because they had two individual singles matches where, um, Breeze faced one and Fandango faced the other, and they both won against the tag team champion twin. And they were like, "Why don't we just get a tag team title match right now?" And they did it, and they lost, but still, that's great logical storytelling. And it was a great way to fill up time. Um, it showed that they can both beat both members of the other team you know, as individuals, so they were like, why not face the team? It's like it's like when you have someone who beats the champion of a division, and then they become the number one contender, and they earn themselves a shot. Like In the tag division, it's a little more difficult, I guess, if that's what you want to do, because they beat both members. Like, both members of one team beat both members of the other. But still, it's logical, and it made sense, and it made you really get behind Brizongo. And I personally, when I was reading through the highlights, I was like, are Brizongo going to win the tag belts? Oh, and they didn't. But you know what? It builds up to a massive moment, and it's going to be a massive moment. And personally, I think they're going to have to insert Brizongo into the tag team title picture for the future because I think they were going to do New Day and Usos at SummerSlam. But they might add in Brizongo now. More. Not anymore, they're not. Not anymore, they're I'm not. So I'm so excited for them, and I don't screw it up. Please don't screw it Please up. Please don't they're, screw it up. <laughs> like apparently, o- like I, over. I've read a ton event. of stuff online. They're over. Yes. Well, here's the thing. I, I've I read was, a ton of stuff online, and it's even Meltzer, as far as Meltzer saying that, don't don't be, um, don't buy into this too much because they're not they're not sticking with it but i think they might change their mind i hope i hope because they're they're, they're great and they're loving what they're doing oh good stuff very good stuff stuff. great Great. stuff um all right uh i don't i don't want to get to this main event yet but oh man um yeah, we got the Maharaja celebration. That's what we got. Yes, I'm, I'm, thank I'm God the era of the Maharaja has begun. Tim, go ahead. JBL is digging it. I'm digging it. He's over as a heel, and it's not just get off my TV. He, it's it's good stuff. I'm in. I'm enjoying the switch of language. I like how he doesn't yell and he doesn't pontificate. I d- He's a very quiet talker. He makes you listen. Something about it makes you listen. Because his voice is just so raspy and kind of quiet. It makes you listen. It makes me pay attention. One, I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. One thing I will say, though, is I kind of get annoyed by his voice sometimes when his voice is that raspy. 
It makes it sound like he's been sick for his entire life. But, I mean, there are times where he yells too much, and I think that I'd rather him be too quiet than be too loud. <coughs> it's the old Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake Roberts was always, you know, in, and you listened. You always listened to a Jake the Snake Roberts promo. So, it's, it's, it's just, I would like, I'd like more people to stop yelling and just, like, especially your heels. Your heels don't need to be yelling. They don't need to be angry. They need to be calculated. And he knows what he's doing. The thing with Jinder, too, is that they still have a lot of story to tell with Jinder's character. They still haven't even told anyone what his correlation is with the Singh brothers. And, like, they've been helping him so much. Like, there was a segment where they were like, so why are the Singh brothers helping you? And he's like, that's not relevant right now. I'll tell you some other time, but that's not important. What's important is the fact that I'll beat Randy Orton for the WWE title. And I was like, yes, you don't need to tell anyone why someone's helping you. Just make it believable. And they did. And honestly, like, that celebration, I watched it uh, because I'm such, like I said, I'm a Jinder Mahal mark right now. He's doing great stuff. Um, I am digging it. I wish he would do his whole entrance with the band and everything. And the dancers, I mean, not the band, but the dancers, every week. Every time. That is a wrestling or the entrance right there. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or, or if, we're, if we're really serious about keeping him with the title till SummerSlam, give him that entrance to get in at SummerSlam. Or go bigger if they want. If they can find a way to make it bigger, go bigger. You know? Um, I love the amount of dedication they're doing. They're giving Jinder Mahal. And it's such a great thing. It's almost, like, inspiring. Because literally, he was at the bottom of the roster for months and months. And he was released. He was pink-slipped. Dude, like... He, was, he left the company, and then they went to him and said, hey, we want you back. And then they pushed him to the WWE title. That is amazing. That is such a good story. If he ever turned face, he could use that. And um, I think it's a great thing. Uh, he's done a lot of great changes for himself physically and clearly um, in skill because he's been, uh, he's been growing in the ring. He's been growing on the stick. And he has really great facial expressions. Sometimes a little too over the top, but still really great. Um, and he just is a natural heel. It's great. Um, I love what he's doing. I love his stuff. I love the WWE's finally taking a chance on someone new and actually making it work. Because usually they try, and then it doesn't work, and then they just give up. And then they flounder, and they leave. But with gender, they're not doing that. And I respect WWE massively for that. Um... I'm on the flip side of the, on the flip side of that though, sorry to cut you off. No, no, no worries. Flip side of that, uh, been one week. <laughs> let's see how the title reign plays out, and let's see, of course, what they do with him after he loses. I said this on the backlash review. It was, uh, that's the biggest thing. When these new cats, when they come in and they try to give him a chance, it's what happens when they lose. That's the biggest part. Very so true. I'm, I'm excited. Excited, but I'm excited. I just hope they don't have him drop the, t- the belt back to Orton because I will, I will die. If they give Orton the title again, Orton needs to not be champion. Orton needs to be what Cena is now when Cena's not champion. Like, he needs to be the part-time guy that puts the younger talent over. Because that's what Cena's learning how to do and do well. And Orton needs to follow in those footsteps. We need that Cena-Orton 5,000 one more time before they both retire. Because now they're starting to get pretty old. I haven't seen that match in a couple of years. and. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been starting... I was watching a uh, What Culture uh, Wrestling video about, actually, way off topic, but oh, yeah. Batista, how he should have one more run with the, with the WWE title. 
and they were talking about how they're breaking down WrestleMania and the fact that because Batista said if he comes back, he wants a WrestleMania main event with Triple H. And I think that's the only one that he wants to face, by the way. He only wants to face Triple H. And it's one of those things Good. where WrestleMania is starting. It, it might be a bad match, but it's one of those things where WrestleMania is starting to have certain elements to it. Like, they have the Undertaker match. They have their own staple. Like, the, the Royal Rumble winner match, challenging for the belt. They have the... Um, the multi-man match. They have the, um, you know, they have all these different matches, and then they're starting to have this legend versus legend match. That's like part two part timers. And two years ago, we had Triple H and Sting. And last year, and uh, at thirty-two, I'm sorry, thirty-two, we had um, uh, Triple H and Reigns. But I'm saying thirty-one, we had Triple H and Sting. And then in thirty-three, we had um, uh, Goldberg and Lesnar. And I think that. Cena and Orton would be a great one to do one more time. I mean, it's not like a, it's not one of those matches that hasn't been done or hasn't been done in a long time, but it's one of those matches where if they can play it off and make it work because they are going to be legends one day, they are two future Hall of Famers hands down, um, it would be a great way to send one or both of these guys off. <clears throat> yeah, it'll, it'll happen eventually. I'm, I'm, I like how you said that though, and notice how notice how Wrestle- Triple H almost has more WrestleManias than the Undertaker. This is this is getting <laughs> ridiculous. I need to fix this. I'm yeah, not liking how Triple H. No, yeah. I mean, Triple H has been doing great, and I like seeing Triple H once a year or twice a year. Um, I like how they're sparingly use him, using him for only the big feuds that matter. Keep it at one. I don't really want to see him do another authority type feud. That's getting irritating because he did it. He's done it since 30, I think. But what's funny is that he can still go to NXT and be like one of the biggest draws there because he's the starter of it all. Yeah, I, I just don't want to ever see another authority feud based around Triple H again. Let's, like, can we just... Like, yeah. Why can't they do what they do and completely forget that he runs half the company? Yeah, let's please cut that out. Thank you very much. Because because he did it at 30 with... uh. With uh, Daniel Bryan, which was an obvious story and very well done. He did it at 31 with uh, Sting. He did it at 32 with Reigns. And he did it at 33 again with Rollins. So, we've overplayed that story. And I'm almost tired of seeing Triple H in general in the ring. It's also bad matches. But... What, what were we originally talking about, though? What's the... We were talking about SmackDown. And we're going to talk about the women's division now. Because we did touch on it a little bit. But I will say, I like the direction it's going in. I just wish they would put more focus on Naomi. Like, I Naomi like the does. idea of the welcoming committee. I like the idea of where they're going. I just think that they should have had someone... Uh, the, they should have had Charlotte win the belt if they were going to go with that route. Because what they did with the, with the welcoming committee, um, it just seemed like Charlotte was the main focal point of the phase team. And I don't like it. Because it should have been the champion. I'm sorry. Like, if you have a title belt in the division, you're the only one in that division with a title belt, you should be the focus. Because that's the thing with wrestling that WWE is starting to get away from, is, is that straps, like the belts and the straps are what's most important. Um, I get I, I get how they're trying to go with story, story a lot, but um, belts are really important, and that's why the belts are starting to lose their prestige and their um their value 
because they're being thrown to the side. Up. What's that? Well, your champion's not there, but... <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I mean, that's not SmackDown. That's Raw, so... Oh, that's a good point. This is why SmackDown's better. Yeah, uh, retweet. I said it last time. Women, six women. Oh, there's too many... Too many of these women. I mean, Lana's nothing. supposed to come back as well. Think about that too. Keep that uh, in mind. Let's talk about a dancer or whatever. Okay, like I is. get the fact that they there there are seven women on SmackDown. I get that. I get that. That's a lot. But at the same time, like it's good uh-huh. to have a diverse roster, even if they just cycle out who they use and who they don't use. Like, I think that I think that when Summer Rae comes back, because she's cleared to return very soon, I think they might put her on Raw, because Raw is, I think is lacking a little bit in their depth. Um. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Let's I give her a pink slip. No, I think that they can build Summer up. I think that she could even be a manager or something. She she can do something. They tried to make that's her the manager thing with Rusev. But this is the thing with Summer. If they give her a meaningful act, I think that she could really capitalize. I just don't think they've given her that opportunity yet. Um, the Rusev thing was not good. They know it wasn't good. <laughs> um, another thing I will say. Uh, I want to get to Rusev later after after we talk about this. But with the women's division, I'm excited to see the future matchups they can pull off. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I think I'm going to change my mind on the winner of the number one contenders match that was announced for next week. I think that Tamina's going to win to cause dissension in the welcoming committee because it wasn't meant to be a long-term stable. Um, and she's going to go on and face Naomi. She won't win, but it'll be a good match. And I think it's logical. I think it's a great way to go about it because I don't think they want. I think they wanted the welcoming committee for a short period and not for long, and they have a chance now to just get rid of that real quick. Thank God. What What is Carmella about to do? Nothing. That's the answer. I mean, I think that Carmella and Natalia will go up against uh, Becky and Charlotte in a tag. Oh man. That's my personal opinion. I don't know. I could see that happening. And this bring this is a good segue. See what I did there. You sent me and the other co-hosts. We have one more, by the way, that y'all haven't met. Um, and it was a link about how WWE is literally just doing the same thing over and over because there's no inspiration. What? what? It's so funny. This, they, I was just thinking. Problem. So I also was just thinking today when I when I, I sent the article. It was an article saying that WWE is literally. Um, just kind of rolling with the punches and just throwing things together. And that's why they have so many multi-man matches and things. I mean, other than the Money in the Bank match, there are a lot of multi-mans. You have the Fatal 5-Way next week for the number one contendership on SmackDown for the women's title. You have the Fatal 5-Way at Extreme Rules for the Universal title. You have, um, um, sorry, you have a, a lot. Tag team matches up the up the ass. Uh, yeah, it's insane. Um and they also have the money in the bank, but that's a natural thing. So that's why I'm I'm not counting that. But that's how you know that they're not doing well. And they literally admitted to the people who post dirt sheets that they are not doing well. So um, I also heard that Raw's ratings have reached record lows. It's one of like this past week's Raw ratings have been the lowest in all of Raw's history. Like Which not means even CM Punk no longer has the lowest ratings anymore as <laughs> WWE champion. Like. I'm not even saying, like, not even, like, the brand extension. Like, lowest in history of Monday Night Raw. And that's a long time. Um, and I also think that has to do with the brand extension. I think that they need to realize that that's because they split their roster in half for each show. 
So it's going to lead to SmackDown growing and Raw not growing and Raw shrinking. But um, I found that so funny. I laughed so hard. And I was like, this is why. Like, if you don't have writers that can write things year-round and not have things flowing, you need to get rid of your writers. You really do. And the best part is that Vince Russo goes out and says, I could fix WWE. What the fuck? He probably could. No. It's not much... It's it's kind of broken enough that you could probably fix it. But let, let's talk. Let's let's actually like bring this around and be serious for a minute because this is an overlying problem that they do have around the time of June before they break into their summer feud. I feel like it's always in between the big four pay per views. It's in between their summer feuds and in and in October, which is the worst time to be a WWE fan. I also think that even uh-huh. after Survivor Series, like the late winter. Because you have that huge gap. I always thought that there was a huge gap in time between the December and uh, December pay-per-view and the Royal Rumble. Because it's literally like the very last day of January. Yeah. I, uh, I always get bored. But anyway. But this is an overlying problem. Is If, if you can't stable... You're, you pride yourself on not... Like, you know, you have your big Super Bowl... And then you go again. You're there the next night, and it's right back to square one. And you you pride yourself on that. But when you can't, if you if you can't keep that going, what's the point? This is why things like Lucha Underground do so well. Apparently, I've never watched it. Yeah, it's on I, I haven't either. But I might start my, that. My rotation to start. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's it's more. Thing is, it feels more theatrical. But, but wrestling is. It, something that mocks sports it is, but, but it, it it's there, there is a reason it's called sports entertainment correct correct and and no and no sport goes on year-round because you know why because you guys get hurt which happens in pro wrestling constantly even you know why your indie shows minus the fact that they don't have money don't go year-round like that they they like they have kind of show break show break show break while they tour you know why this happens so when out one you're not wasting all your material two you're not sitting in limbo for six months or three months or four weeks or whatever the case may be <laughs> it just ah. it makes me laugh so hard they're literally the best company in wrestling like they're the best organization or they they i mean i think so but they also pride themselves on it and oh they don't even know what to do with their own shit and they have the best roster hands down in the world they have a very good roster right now and if you're gonna not have anything for your roster to do even cycle out the writing team like hire a second writing team and have one team write write half the show half the year and then write have another team write the other half like even if you do that like that might sound a little risky but do something different if you're really that stagnant on how you're booking like Personally, I don't think SmackDown is feeling it. I think that Raw is feeling it more because Raw has been really hurting with the injuries and their story and the fact that they have no fucking world champion that appears regularly. Oh, it makes me so they're mad. Both, they're both struggling really badly right now. They're both very. I feel like I've been watching the same thing for the past two months, and you know what? I I have, I have. I've been watching the same shit since WrestleMania. That's I've watched on the Raw side. I've watched. Joe and, uh, Joe and Finn, or fuck me. Joe and, Joe Seth, and Seth, and Roman, Roman and everyone. 
and then Roman and then everyone else is thrown in there somewhere. And I and on SmackDown I've been watching Randy Orton is world champion. I've with not much there. I've been watching AJ claim how he's the face of that runs the place. When he's I've not the world champion, which he should moves. be. It's it's the same thing over and over again though. You see what I'm you see where I'm going with this? Absolutely. It's absolutely and and I know they won't ever do it, take a break, and I've heard it said and written on YouTube comments and YouTube videos countless of times. They need a break. Yeah, they and they've been going strong weekly. With I believe I don't believe they've ever skipped a week since 1993 when they started. Absolutely. And yeah, they they used to have it taped and they had the one Snowden episode, but they still did it. They still put something on the TV during those hours. Yep. And claimed it was it's wrong. really sad. And this is um this is it's getting it's a massive problem. It's been a massive problem. For the thing is too. It's, the thing is though, it's also a massive thing for the um channel, like the the um providers that air the Raw and SmackDown, like uh USA. Like it's a big thing. Like WWE is a huge draw for USA because their shows are kind of subpar in my opinion. But um, it used to be. WWE is a huge draw, and that's why they had the brand split because they were upset with how SmackDown was performing, and they were gonna cut it. So they did the brand split so they could split the roster and make it more even, or try to make it more even. And it's worked on a certain extent, but I, I think they have. I think they lost it. I, they had it for a little while, and I think they lost it. But I think it's just because of the booking and because they're really feeling the struggle now because it's a long term struggle. Um, lots of the downside of a brand split is the long term, not short term. Um, but <clears throat> one thing I will add is uh, I, I want to kind of segue away from this for a little while because we are going a little long today. But uh, I will say that I want to talk about Rusev. I mean, I don't know what they're doing with Rusev right now, but I hope he's, he comes at Money in the Bank. I hope he... he I have a feeling he might interfere in either the WWE title match or he might interfere in um or he might have his own match or he might interfere in the money in the bank to set up a feud with someone. I mean, we haven't seen a screwy finish in a while, so I I yeah. Well, okay, let's not say that. We have, but like I haven't seen a screwy finish with a run in in a while, so I I think it, so, I guess it is kind of So think about this. You have Jinder and you have Orton. And for the WWE title at Money in the Bank. You have Jinder with the Singh brothers at ringside. And they fuck with Orton. <clears throat> and the Singh brothers get kicked out. So, um, Jinder has no one. <clears throat> and then, um, when it looks like Orton's about to win the match, Rusev comes back. And he attacks Orton to set up a feud with Orton. Orton wins by DQ because Jinder can take the loss because that's the kind of guy he is to not care as long as he's still the champ um, to set up a feud with Rusev and Orton away from the WWE title, which is a great way to get Orton out of the picture. And then, and then Rusev can say, Shane, look at me. I attacked your guy. You like Randy. I attacked him because he's your guy and I want your attention. And then... Jinder can go on a feud with someone else like Sammy, or he can feud with um, Cena if he returns early or whatever, uh, just in time for uh, Battleground and SummerSlam. And then you have Baron win the Money in the Bank, and you have him hiding in the background and just lurking. Like, he doesn't even have to wrestle anyone. He could just come out 
whenever the WWE champion is wrestling. Like, that would be a great story. And I think that might be something that they are looking at. But um, maybe not the Rusev thing, but I feel like they wanted to bring Rusev back because they felt like they didn't have a story. And then once they had Jinder in the main event, they were like, oh, yeah, we don't we don't need him anymore. And then they just kind of like pretended it never happened so they could bring him later. But I think that might be a good th- a good way to go. Maybe, if not at Money in the Bank, maybe Battleground to set up a SummerSlam match with Orton because that is, that's a marquee match. And I don't think we've seen Orton and Rusev before. Correct me if I'm wrong. But if we have, then it wasn't on a major stage. And I think that, especially no. with the brand split, it will be a major match. So, okay. And here's where I love to ask you these questions. I know who's going to go over. I'm not at... Who's the face? Uh, Randy. Because he's Shane's guy. Yeah. Rusev has been... Okay. Rusev's okay. been taunting Shane about getting a WWE title match without even wrestling anyone. That's just telling of it. That's pure heel. Maybe... I, I mean, I could see Rusev was turning he, face later. What's that? What was this? Where he was? Where he, oh, he's when, when he, he when back, he first was traded. Okay. He was like, "I want a match. I want to come back. I'm coming back, and I want a match right away." And like, oh yeah, that's right. On, yeah, and then he was mad that video. Shane didn't talk to him or like reach out to him or whatever, or acknowledge him. So this is him attacking Orton, who is Shane's guy because he's the last face champion to be, and he's high up on the card. Would be a way to get get Shane's attention and say, "Look, I attacked your guy." I actually like that. I actually don't have a problem with that. I it builds Rusev. Rusev, I'm assuming goes over. R- Rusev, if Rusev didn't go over in that match, I would literally scream. Okay, so Ruf- Okay, so hypothetically, Rusev goes over. We build him up. Blah blah blah. We yeah. have him versus Jinder. Who's the heel there? Oh, uh, Jinder. Uh, yeah. Do we just do two or, heels? Or we don't do. Kinda, I mean, I don't even think. I don't even think it. we could jump right in. I don't think we need to jump into Rusev Jinder to be honest. I don't think we need to do that yet. I think well, Jinder okay, could... okay. So how are we gonna get this belt off of Jinder while making him look good so he doesn't look stupid? I, I We're mean, getting Rusev the belt. I mean, if we want, I mean, okay. Baron Corbin is money in the bank. The, that is three if, heels. That you, is three heels. Okay, we need a face in here. Do you somewhere. want the easy way of getting the belt off Jinder first? I we need a face in here. So here's the have, e- so here's the easy heels. way of getting the belt off Jinder. You feed him to Cena. <laughs> oh. Plain and simple, but oh. I also could see them giving it to Styles in the, down the road. Again, I'd be okay with that. Uh, like if they had Styles leave the feud, I could see Styles and Jinder being a decent match because, like I said, if they want to build up Jinder, they show that he can be good in the ring. So what do you do? Put him in the ring with someone who's good and who makes other people look good. So you put him with Styles because Styles can make anyone look good. That's so true. Okay, I, I, I'm okay with that. That's fair. I know that's asking way too much and would make way too much sense. Yeah, exactly. That's my one thing that um, I'm a little skeptical about. I think that I think that Road Dog needs to listen to us because we just wrote yeah. his entire plan up until November. We have uh, we have one more thing that we need to get to, and it's the main event. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in there really quick. We have a lot of heels on SmackDown right now. We do. They, but they I think just they're turned okay. AJ. But I think they're okay. They just turned AJ. But we have a lot of heels, and we have. And none of the faces look like they can win a world title right now. And it's all the heels. Because we got Baron Corbin, who's probably going to win Money in the Bank. There's your there's heel. We have Rusev coming back, heel. We have Jinder as champion, heel. And we need all. And we have Kevin Owens sitting in the background there somewhere, heel. Push, push Sammy to main event. I mean, that'd, be, that'd be a good we've, one. We've got to have a face. Or we turn. We've got to have at least two or three. 
two faces to get the title off of Jinder, but then a heel, one of the rest of the heels who hasn't won yet, to get the title off of them, and then we need another face to get the title off of them, to get the last or heel you have, title. Or you have Cena... That, that is a long list. Or you have Cena come back, win the belt off Jinder, Baron cashes in on Cena, sets up a feud with Cena for Survivor Series. That's honestly where I, that honestly makes the most sense. And I was going to say, we're going to have to feed someone to Cena. And who's the unfortunate feed? Honestly, we should probably feed Rusev because Rusev, Rusev can build lost. back. Rusev could build back up as a face, honestly. That'd be a great way to reset the, well, reset Rusev as a face, in my opinion. I was about to say, and also Rusev is kind of already lost to Cena. So, yeah, I mean, and he's also, it, it makes sense. Cena, so it's it it, it in makes a more sense than feeding gender because they're really trying to build gender. So, what do you do? You differentiate him from Rusev, and you have Rusev take it because you know that Rusev can't can't beat Cena yet, or he has, but he, it's logical if he doesn't because there's still the chance that he'll beat him, but not crazy high. Um, or or how about this? How about this? How about this? How about we have Kevin Owens lose to Cena? Okay, that that works as well. Um, but as, I'm just as thinking, much as I love Kevin, I'm just thinking Kevin of how, how Kevin would get the WWE title from the U.S. title. Unless you have so, him drop it to Styles, so, so here's what right away. Here's, here's what we do. Here's what we do. We we get him to drop that U.S. title. I don't particularly care to who. I'd rather not Sammy, but I Shinsuke? think Sammy makes more sense. No, that's too much to no. ask. No, uh, I don't want to see Sammy just because I don't want to see that match again. I do, but I don't right now. Have him lose it in a triple threat with Styles. Who takes the pin? Um, AJ? Styles, be, yeah. Because Styles can build himself back up right away. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Okay, that, you, okay you, that's fine. Or you have some sort of screwy so, finish where um, uh, I'm trying to think of a great way to like let a screwy finish. Even if like Sammy and Kevin are like in a situation with Styles where one of them's pinning and one of them has Styles tapping out, and like the like they have Styles in a submission hold, the other guy gets pinned somehow, some way by the other guy, and they have a screwy finish and they just hand it to Sammy. I don't know. Oh. I mean, I don't know. That's just me trying to think oh. of a logical okay. way because I don't want to see any of these guys lose. Somehow, somehow, well, someone's got to lose here. I know. We've I'm got, just, we've I'm got just, good talent. Someone's got to lose. I know. So let's let's give AJ the loss in a triple threat to give Sammy the U.S. title that gets the belt off of Kevin Owens while not making Kevin Owens look weak to Sammy because he's already done that. Yeah. We, we had Jinder drop the title to... Honestly, I, we could do a face Rusev, and I think he's going to get cheered when he comes back anyway. And they do have history so, as a tag team. So, okay, we can roll with that, and then we don't even need Cena then. See, because we could just... Because then Baron Corbin has the money in the bank, Yep. and we can have a heel Kevin Owens win against a face Rusev. They they then they like flip-flop, which is going to make the belt look shitty, but the belt looks shitty anyway, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then have... Baron cash in on Rusev, and there we go. And then we have know, a SmackDown I six. Know, I don't know how I feel. That's that's, that's a great. I've just given three people Dude, okay, the we WWE need to, title. We need, to get, we need to elaborate more on this because I think SmackDown. This is why SmackDown is totally beating Raw, like a hundred percent. Not even a question. Far and away, because with Raw, you don't know what the fuck to book because you don't know what they're doing. SmackDown, you kind of get an idea in their direction. I at least kind of get what we're doing with. Everyone on SmackDown. What I like about SmackDown is that um, right now it feels like there's a definitive, there's no definitive gap between the mid card and the main event, and that makes the mid card title look so much better. And that's why the U.S. title is something I actually give a shit about now. Whereas Raw, side, 
Whereas Raw, you have the five guys in the Fatal Five Way plus Strowman in the main event with Lesnar, and then in the mid card, you have everyone else. Whereas on SmackDown, their roster is smaller, and that's where I think it benefits to the point where anyone could be challenging for either belt. Case in point, side that does case that kind of makes your oh sorry go ahead world title on the flip side that makes your world title look a little weaker, but it it's fine because I it's mean, SmackDown. I so I also think that um. It being the WWE Championship, the championship of what should be the whole company, regardless of how it's treated, the name is the WWE Championship on SmackDown. We have a New Age SmackDown 6, and it's right under our noses. And, yep. we, and we're doing such good stuff right now. It's very good. SmackDown, All of these guys, I can I can somehow see finagling themselves into either the, high, the very highly prestigious currently U.S. title, and the somewhat prestigious WWE title. So I can and see all of them finagling their way in there somehow. Or even some fantastic. of them like relegating to filling up a tag team division if they need it. Because it looks like they're starting to care about their tag division more because they have tag teams that the fans are starting to invest in with the New Day and Brizongo. And even Usos to an extent. Because the Usos, the fans do know the Usos very well from being tag, t- tag champions before. But it was in a division that was a lot weaker, even though it was the whole roster... The Usos were the head of a weak tag division as a whole. Um, but they still have the recognition, and they know that the Usos are dicks now. So they're going to boo them regardless. And especially now that they're caring about a lot of the teams that are in SmackDown Live's tag division, it just looks a lot stronger to me. And the only team right now that looks weak on SmackDown right now is the Ascension. Who are not TV, so Who, very good. Very good, I, exactly. But <laughs> Very good. We've... we've We've we we could talk about this for let's, forever. So let's plan. Let's gotta, let's plan another special edition. I think we sh- I think we should just maybe you and I plan a special or, edition. Or, honestly, let's get everybody Fan- for that. But yeah, fantasy booking. On, I'm down. I'll do a fantasy booking episode. But right now we've we've got to move on. I yeah. I really do enjoy talking about this. I'm just gonna throw out a PSA. Vince Triple H. I just booked your SmackDown through Mania. Both of us just Pay did me. like booking now. We just booked SmackDown through Mania. Pay us. We we got to move on to this finale, to right, this main so, event on SmackDown because we're wasting time. This, yes. So it's a tag team match. We have Adrian Shinsuke, and we have on the other side Dolph Ziggler and uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, and KO. Jesus, what a main event, dude! Like as much ah, as as much as everyone hates Ziggler, like I'm I I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Ziggler, regardless of how he is like kind of like a washed up uh, superstar right now. He still has a chance. Like, he is still fighting. And they are still treating him as someone to give a shit about. Four great workers. Good enough match. Main event sent everybody home happy. Uh, I'm kind of mad we didn't follow the trend of Raw and have the heels win this week. But mm-hmm. minor details. I can I can accept the Shinsuke party. Let's talk about that, that stare down. That's 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 the big story coming out here. Was that was that Styles and Shinsuke? Because I didn't see that. Yeah, it was the very end. It was before they cut the black. I mean, I guess they uh, can make the excuse and say that it was the Money in the Bank match, but like foreshadowing it, it, WWE it, because you're starting to get the concept the of long term storytelling. No, they're not. Let's. I'm not giving them that much credit. I'm just thinking that they kind of <laughs> know that they want to do that at SummerSlam, and I'm a little upset that they want to pull that trigger. But really. It's high profile. It's SummerSlam. It's gonna be fantastic. Uh, and, and it just needs to happen in the WWE. That's just it's simple as that. 
it's simple as that. It's it's going to be great. And you could see the entire time while Shinsuke was doing his little dance, song and dance, AJ sitting up on the corner in the turnbuckle, just sitting there, just watching and waiting. And I'm waiting for the day where he blasts him, and it's going to be great. It might happen because they're talking. A lot of people are talking about the duo of Styles and Shinsuke. And what's funny about it is that Styles debuted in the main roster in a duo with Chris Jericho. And then Jericho turned on Styles, which set up a feud. Um, I just think, I, I mean, I don't think they thought about it intentionally, but I think it's funny that now that Styles is in this little duo with Shinsuke, if they play this up as, a, as, as like a friendship or an alliance between the two guys, um, and Styles turns on Shinsuke, because I don't see Shinsuke turning heel for a second just yet, um, it's money. And it's so funny, it's so ironic that it, 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 it could be a great storytelling point where Styles learned how to work the business in the WWE. That you don't have friends, and you shouldn't have friends. You should have business partners. And it'd be a great way to um, turn Styles heel without actually turning him fully heel. It's just him being smart. Um, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Because, and besides, fans aren't going to boo him at this point anyway. Exactly. Let's, let's exactly. He's going to have to do some pretty dastardly stuff to be a heel again. Yeah, of course. But this match is going to be phenomenal when it happens. No pun intended. Wow, that was really funny. Um but uh yeah great it was a great addition of smackdown from what i didn't see but from what i did see it was amazing um smackdown has a plethora of ideas that they can take moving forward and run with um also consider the fact that you have ty dillinger in the ranks to uh challenge the mid card eventually the mid card title so we could see him as u.s champ within a year World champ, I wouldn't say that, but U.S. champ, no. absolutely, absolutely, he could be U.S. champ, or even in a tag team. Like he was a tag part, he was tag partners with Jason Jordan before they put him up with Gable as American Alpha. They had Dillinger and Jordan together, and they were a good team as well. But they decided to split those guys up, and they put Gable with Jordan instead, and then they decided to push Dillinger as the ten gimmick. But that just shows that Dillinger could even be a tag wrestler um, and flourish in the division. Uh, I'm just waiting for what they do next with Dillinger, even in the mid-card. Um, I'm waiting for a character. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, I mean, I am too, but I'm also waiting for what they're going to do with that because I have a feeling they're going to do great things with Dillinger. I have a great feeling that they're going to do great things in general, and I think that it's going to be another case of SmackDown outperforming Raw. And they do it every week, but I mean not from a numerical standpoint of having more viewers and more tickets being sold. I think that Raw's in trouble, personally. Oh, mm, not until Raw raids them again. I, I, After this, I don't know the, if Raw raided anyone. I don't. I mean, we might have thought that, but SmackDown knows how to use their talent. We SmackDown didn't, we, literally. It's, let, let's actually like look at the names. SmackDown is turning chicken shit into chicken salad right now. For real, that was a like, great expression. <laughs> I, have you never heard that phrase before? I've never heard it. Nope. <laughs> That's it. Uh, it was on CM Punk's documentary. Uh, oh, wow. I, ha- I have that documentary. Uh, uh, I feel like that's going to be my goal. Name drop CM Punk every fucking episode we do. Ever. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy. Point being, they are taking... And we, we've got to start wrapping this up now, but that that is the... For sure, for sure. 
story of the of WWE in the past eight months is SmackDown is taking chicken shit and turning it into chicken salad. There's like look at the names we have over on SmackDown right now: Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Jinder Mahal is your world type champion over there. Your first tag title, your first tag champions on the brand were Rhino and your Heath tag Slater. Heath Slater and Rhino at one point. You built up Alexa Bliss. James Ellsworth was. James Eldworth was running around in the world title scene. Like, yeah. SmackDown is taking. And you SmackDown built, is getting. And they the built up the Alexa company. Bliss to stardom. And for some reason, every single one in the. Everybody on SmackDown is looking like a star. Everyone has a reasonable enough, except for Ty Dillinger and the Ascension, has a reasonable enough excuse to hold a title or be near a title or in like a money in the bank. And I'm, it's incredible what they're doing over there. I think part part of it's got to be Ryan Ward because Ryan Ward is still running around over there trying to get things done. There's rumors that he was supposed to be head writer, like he was promoted to head writer because Jesse James, uh, Road Dog, was promoted to a higher position. Whereas he's one of the ones that produces the script and shows it to Vince for final approval, which is that's, separate from the writing a, job. I don't, I don't like Road Dog being in that kind of position, but. The guy who says wins and losses do not matter. Yeah. yeah, that guy, that guy, because and we're a bunch of marks. We're going to come back anyway. You know, one day that phrase isn't going to be true. One day we will leave. One day. But yeah, um, to wrap that up, that SmackDown day. is on a roll and Raw Until is okay. Raw is just okay. Raw is indeed a wrestling show on a Monday. But um. Uh, one segment I wanted to add into the show that I'm br- I briefly mentioned earlier in the very beginning of the podcast was um, uh, the uh, best in wrestling. And this is where we talk about the best in wrestling and whatever we've seen in the past week. And for me, it goes to Alexa Bliss because she is fucking phenomenal. She is making Raw so much more enjoyable for me in the women's division. And she's the perfect foil for the terrible Bailey character. She can make Bailey look like a great character even though it's not a great character um and make it me want to see bailey in a feud for the title um i know uh i wanted to keep it really brief this week but alexis backstage interview showed me it was a clinic on how to put on a heel promo it was amazing she was like you think i feel any remorse well i don't and i don't care and it was great and that's exactly how heels should be in the wwe facial expressions uh, mannerisms such as hand gestures and uh word choice and tone of voice, um, great stuff from Alexa Bliss. I know Owen had said in the beginning, Alistair Black. Um, Alistair Black was doing amazing things in NXT. One thing that I brought up to him was that he needs a story going forward or to be called up to the Cruiserweight division because they could use him desperately. But he's doing amazing stuff. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, he's amazing. Tim, what's your best in wrestling this week? Best in my, of wrestling this week, and really the best since I've come back, which was like may once i got out of school and could really start paying attention again uh the fashion files <laughs> brizongo <laughs> these cats are ridiculous they're entertaining they're enjoying what they're doing they're pissing off the usos which i'm okay with because i could really not care less about the usos it's great stuff i'm really enjoying them and i can't wait to see the tag team win it's gonna be great they and have I think to the win the belts they have to I'm, win the belts i no one could have foreseen this coming, and that's why it's awesome. I, I'm thoroughly enjoying the Fashion Files way more than I should be, and I, I'm so glad it's not the last one either. Oh, I totally I, agree. I, I totally almost, agree. almost cried. 
Well, guys, it looks like it's about time to wrap things up, but this week was a very packed episode. We apologize if it's a little too long, but uh, we had a lot to cover this week, Go apparently. I didn't think we had a lot to cover this week, but we really did, now that I'm looking back on it. Now that now that I can say that, the Season 5 of Arrow was lit. If y'all quit on Arrow in Season 4, go back and watch it. Go back and watch it. I haven't seen it because it's not on Netflix. Shout out. So, uh, but yeah. Well, season 1 4, have you watched any of it? Uh, I watched up to Season 3. I haven't seen Season 4. Season 4 is trash, but uh, Season okay. 5 is lit. I'll, I'll probably still watch it because Arrow's great. All right. We're All getting right. out of here, guys. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Check us out next week for more reviews of current WWE programming and more talk about Mark stuff. Thanks, guys.